jump into where I wanted to cold open, can I just say something? Uh-huh. I didn't want to be Venmoed $5, but obviously Be Prepared is from The Lion King. This is from you and Maddie's episode. Oh. Maddie sang, Be Prepared. Yeah, we had just watched it. I knew I knew it. And, I don't know uh, why. And she was like, do you know what that's from? And you were like, yeah. And then she, you were like, are you impressed? And she was like, a little bit. <laughs> but she was like, if anybody knows what that's from text me and i'll venmo you five dollars i'm like i don't remember her saying that she did um she can do whatever she wants also i'm really upset that not in her top five and not in honorable mentions was coco oh dude coco i think is always my number one coco's unbelievable it's so good and I, you know what the sleeper is what big hero six you know i've never seen it oh my word and jeff mason would be remiss if we didn't mention tarzan yeah. In the list somewhere. I think there's there's this thing that happens, and I could be wrong about this, but you have a, there's a movie gap in your life, and it doesn't necessarily pertain to all movies, but like, for me, let me let me preface this by, I grew up with two older sisters, so we Disneyed hard when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. It's what we did. So I, at some point I put my foot down, and I was like, I'm done with Disney, just because oh. I I was, I was what I was allowed to watch. I mean, yeah. I was like, it was my it's sisters. Like you they chose Chick Fil A when I invited you to camp. Yeah, I did. It's because it's all my sisters wanted to eat. <laughs> I'm not lying. Like some of this is unfair. Yeah, my my sisters are responsible. I'm just upset because I missed out on a lot of great time with you in the scriptures uh, when you were in high school. Okay, you know what? <sighs> Listen, um, but then, it, but now that I have kids, yeah, like. Disney's coming fully back, You're going and back, I yeah. still have my Disney anxiety that happens. I yeah, realize yeah. that. Well, I'm in, I don't know what my top five would be, but I guarantee you that Aladdin would be in there, and the original cartoon Aladdin, mainly because yeah. of the. I watched that with my little sister, and it was the, um, the like mm-hmm. when it came out, mm-hmm. and we both got we got two pairs of two brand new pairs of Chuck Taylors that day. There were two different colors. We were the same size shoe at that time. My sister was taller than I was. And we, and so we switched right shoes. So oh, we each cool. had like two different color shoes on. Does Jody listen to this? And no, <laughs> there's no chance Jody listens to this. Um, but it is Ash Wednesday. So she will go to her, uh, she will, her priest will do the ashes for her, um, That's cool. on her forehead. Yeah. So she'll have, she'll be rocking that today. Um, um, I love my little sister, but, um, sh- so we were, my mom took us to Tri-County, um, movie theaters, which doesn't exist anymore down in Oliver Springs. And we watched that movie by ourselves. It's the first time I remember watching a movie without my parents. That's cool. And my mom watched, um, Die Hard. <laughs> Man, great woman just. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so amazing. she watched Die Hard, but I, I was looking that up the other day. When did Aladdin come out? Um, was it 94? It was 92, November okay. of 92. And this is going to be the shocker for all involved. Tell me. It was the highest grossing movie worldwide in the year of 1992. Over Die Hard. Oh, way over Die Hard. Wow. Yeah. A half that's a awesome. million, a half a billion dollars. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but that's in 92 money. I know. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Incredible. Um, that's cool. But here's what I, where I wanted to start. So uh, you and I were together at the Young Life office on Sunday night with a bunch of rowdy high school kids watching the Super Bowl and our Young Life leaders. And it was the most audible, audibly overstimulating environment I've been in in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. very difficult to yes. keep my cool. But um, everybody was super focused for Usher's halftime performance. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, man, this is, this is so cool. And all of a sudden they did one of the most impressive things I've ever seen anybody do. And I think everybody was impressed, but I have to think that no one was more impressed than you. Um, <laughs> I was, my tail was wagging. And then all of a sudden, his you should have seen his face fall. Oh my gosh, my because tail was wagging. I was so excited to talk about just like, because I realized this the other day, it's now my turn. Like it's our generation's yeah, turn. that's to enjoy the Super it, Bowl. It's like time. when yeah. you two played it in like 04 or whatever. Yeah. Like my parents were like, oh my gosh, you two's playing. They did it. Yeah. And then Tom Petty and Paul McCartney, that yeah. was our parents Yes, too. it's yeah. just like, now yeah. it's like, Usher's doing it. And yeah. no, he's not playing his new stuff. He's playing the stuff from when I was a kid. And he's let's literally playing. Go. He ended the show with the song from one of your favorite movies, Hitch. Which one was it? That was the, that's the one where he's teaching Kevin James how to dance. In the oh, club. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. That may have been, that may have been one of the best songs of my childhood. It's so, in the top 10, for sure. Um, but at a certain point in this performance, Usher disappears for a second, and dancers emerge onto the stage doing flips and landing on roller skates. And they're, like, dancing in roller skates. It was yeah. one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. And then Usher comes out in his rolling, roller skates. He's singing and dancing and roller skating yep. simultaneously. And I think all the world is like, that's unbelievable. But I had to think that you would be most impressed of all. I kept waiting for him to fall. But I yeah. thought, surely he's not going to do that at the Super Bowl. The most impressive part of the whole thing, and I think it was Jeffrey Mason who pointed this out, was how quickly he got in and out of his roller skates everybody knows that is a process <laughs> yeah because he he had he had some uh custom jordan fours that he got into really yeah like chrome and blue with a big blue circle in the back with the capital u mm. for usher but i mean if you guys don't know this my friend thomas is one of the most athletic people i know like and when it comes to hand-eye coordination He's kind of the goat. Like he just can do it's like really kind. golf, baseball, like throwing a football, catching like catching a frisbee, like yamming on people in in ultimate frisbee no matter how old or athletic they are. But when you see this very gifted athlete on roller skates or ice skates, <laughs> it's terrible. I I just don't do it. It looks like if you uprooted a tree and put it on roller an skates ant. and said, make it work. <laughs> you just made me an int. Or like, if you took one of those uh, those blow-up things from the car dealership that are like Rocky flapping. Wave incredible yeah. arm play on Tubeman. Yeah. <laughs> if you put one of those on roller skates. Rob just, I just, I just pinged a family guy quote for Rob right there. He just, nice. I wouldn't know. It. That flew right past, yeah, past no. me. I've never seen family guy, but. Just don't. Yeah, I mean, that was stunning, but n to no one was it more stunning than our good friend Thomas. Yeah, it was, it was impressive. But I, I was this is a little. This was a little frustrating for me. But I was feeling the overstimulation. So we, yeah, we got home, and Maddie really wanted to watch this, the halftime show. She was so stoked about it. So I was like, "Hey, I'll, I'll go put Jude to bed." Right. Yeah. And Jude usually is like a he has his little routine. He does at bed, which is yeah. we're gonna rock. I'm gonna sing one song. Yeah. We're gonna pray. I'm going to lay him down. As soon as I close the door, he's going to say, Daddy, I need to rock. I'm going to go back in there. We're going to sing half of a song, and he's immediately going to say, I want to go to bed. It yeah. takes four minutes. Right. It's, it's the quickest. It's really, really sweet. Well, for whatever reason, that night, it was an hour of him <laughs> screaming. So I was that. I was, And then I was still feeling the thing of 
the Super Bowl thing, and I came back out on the couch, and Usher was skating, and there was lights and music, and I was just wow. like, "This is cool." Yeah, it's I'm one of the top three. Sit in the closet for a minute. <laughs> you need like a, a sense sensory deprivation yeah, chamber. Daisy, Daisy was in her swaddle, just like, and I was like, "You want to trade places yeah, with can me? Somebody just swaddle me. Swaddle me." <laughs> I'm just picturing Hagrid sw- swaddling you. It would have to be somebody just enormous. What is it she Man. says about Hagrid? He was he was too big to be allowed. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's 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 the size person that would have to swaddle Thomas. Great man, Dumbledore. I just I'm I literally am at the you know the moment Azkaban takes off. I mean, we are on the floor wow. of the Shrieking Shack right now. Just oh, dry up, Dursley, you yeah. old prune. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Ancient that's New. Amazing. Um, that's Thomas. I'm Lee. Um, I hope you listened to last week's episode. It was so cool. That thing about uh, the weakest point is the seam, and Paul was like, uh, was a, a sower of tents and stuff, and all the beautiful things Maddie said about friendship with Jesus. It was great, man. man. Yeah, you need to develop that out. We need to hear that again. Um, so uh, we are going to do something where the two of us are going to camp out in one paragraph together today, and um, rather than us both bringing a scripture. And um, I have been, I've done a thing um, where, and this is so interesting because I decided to do this before I listened to your episode, but it sounds like you've been doing a similar thing, which is I have every single day this week read the entire book of Galatians. Okay. And it's different to experience it like that. It's different when you take in the whole thing in one block um and and then the next day go back and do it again um and and then things just start being exciting and you start thinking about things or you start like for me it's the third day that i've done this so i start i started looking forward to pat like sentences i'm be like oh he's about to say this one thing oh Mm, that was good i know exactly what line you're talking Uh, yeah exactly so there's some really cool things anyway um oh oh yeah oh he's about to slam these dudes yeah Yeah, that's that's different yeah yeah he's he's about to dunk on them um (laughs) i mean it's literally it's like it's like our buddy bp wrote yeah i was gonna say i I went (laughs) into him for for a little bit like oh you you're gonna dunk on him (laughs) like that's amazing Um, that was heretical but it's fine i just think it's funny um let's let's start in verse 12 of chapter 6 this is the Except for the salutation, this is the last paragraph of the book of Galatians. Now, let me preface this with a couple of things before we dive in. One, the book of Galatians, many of Paul's letters were written in response to a thing happening that he needed to correct. Mm. So, he would go around and start a church in an area where they didn't have any believers, and then he would stay with them and teach them the word and tell them about Jesus and everything. And then leaders would emerge, the Holy Spirit would raise certain people up, and so he would prepare them for ministry. And then when he felt like they were ready to lead this community, then he would say, bye-bye. And he would go to the next town and start all over again. And he would leave that church in those people's hands, in that community's hands. And this would be, this would have been a group of churches in the city of Galatia. All these churches met in homes. Um, So uh, in any case, after he left Galatia and moved on and started something else, some people came in who were like, oh, that's cool. You came to know Jesus. That's really great. The thing is, is that Jesus was Jewish. So if you want to fully tap into this this Jesus thing, you have to become Jewish too. Mm. So you have to observe all the rules of the the law, which the you know, the Torah, the instruction. That was the, the Hebrew word for instruction is Torah. And that's what they call the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, New, uh, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And also 
there's like certain foods that we don't eat. And so you have to, you have to like follow, that's part of the instruction. You have to follow the food laws. So you can't, you can't have bacon or pork chops anymore. You can't have shrimp anymore or lobster Um, and all that kind of stuff. And so you got to do that too, because Jesus was Jewish and he observed the Torah. So you have to observe the Torah if you want to really unlock this thing. And then there was a thing that they also had to do, which was, um, they had certain festivals they did and certain days that they recognized, but also every male who was Jewish had to be circumcised. This is a, this is a surgery that is very personal, very unique and, um, not everybody does it. And so, um, the Jewish people did it. And so they said, you have to do that. And Paul found out this was happening. And so he wrote this letter and he was like, do not let these people tell you that you have to follow the Jewish Torah. That is absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. The Torah was in place until the Messiah came. Now we do not, we are not made righteous by the Torah. That, That is not how this works. And you do not have to, you don't have to observe these food laws. You do not have to get circumcised. You do not have to do these things. Okay. That's the background to this, to this book. So this is the end of the book. And um, there's a thing in here that is just so cool. And so, um, but I want to see what T gets out of it first. Verse 12, Galatians chapter 6. Those who want to impress people by means of the flesh, in other words, by what you do, are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law. Yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. Peace. Oh, yeah. And then he goes into the salutation. All right. Uh, Anything that's grabbing your attention right off the bat here? Post yawn. So sorry. He's done it. He's done it. Eric Rice somewhere. Um, it's kind of. I mean, I, I just did a three ten this past Sunday at our church, and yes, it's very it was good. Very. Uh, I, I sh- now I'm like, man, why didn't I use this verse? It's it, gonna drive my thing home, you know. I should have. I should have used it to. To end with the, but the verse that you used was amazing. That's really kind, but I just am uh, also no one can, ha, has any idea what you said because we didn't get a recording. That's right. So I could go back and do it again. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have this thing. Um, verse fourteen, man, never boast except uh, in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Um, yeah, I just I, I think one thing that's going on in my heart. You know, today's the the beginning of the Lenten season, right? So, yeah. Um, one thing that's been going on in my heart is just the idea of thinking about the cross regularly and more often as opposed to, and this is just like from, uh, just from, I I don't know, like being a a Christian for a long time is the feeling of like, uh, with our calendar and the holidays, like you, you, we really think about the cross for the next 40 days. And then if it comes if it comes up again throughout the year, cool. But this is when you really think about it. This is when yeah. you're changed by it. This is when you need to have an experience. And I just am like, I, I think for a long time, and not as much in the past few years, but for a long time I felt the feeling of, I better not miss this. I better really have this big experience for 40 days. 
and then once Easter's over, like <laughs> massively changed. <laughs> Lee, Lee just got massively sneezed on by his dog that in the face ridiculous. twice. Good thing your glasses protected your eyeballs. <laughs> like chemistry class yeah um so i just feeling the freedom to not think i need to have something amazing happen but also feeling the freedom because i'm like i'm gonna regularly think about the cross let this be a daily part of my life um which i appreciate um let me think here was there anything else that really caught me i switched translations midway through your reading oh really yeah because nsab and niv were not lining up in a way that was easy for me to follow so i was like i better switch over really quick um yeah this is this is just well okay just the idea of wanting to impress people by means of the flesh is super fascinating to me yeah and it's a lot of work and it's it it, uh may or may not work it yeah no it's it's super interesting i mean we somehow this is still i mean like we're two thousand years later yeah and who doesn't struggle with this at, at some point right yeah i mean like my favorite people in the world the people who i look up to the most in the world are people who who don't struggle with this you know what i mean like who are not like they're not concerned with being a certain thing or acting a certain way because they're trying to impress the lord or because they're trying to impress people in order to impress the lord yeah. it's the people who feel the freedom to be free from their sin and just love and follow the Lord. Those are the people who I look at and I'm like, Oh, I want to be like you. Your, your burden is light. You are, you are kind. You're encouraging. You are, you're someone I want to imitate. And anyways, I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah, it's cool. And I, I didn't realize this until looking at this with you, by the way, sidebar, one of the reasons that we do this and one of the reasons that we do a lot of the things that way, way that we do in groups at Christ community is that it is it's a really important thing, not only to read scripture for yourself, but to read scripture in community, mm-hmm. like to read scripture with other people. hundred percent. Because yeah. as you were speaking, I realized like, Oh, this paragraph starts with impressing and it ends with not boasting, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's the arc of it is like, there's people that want to impress people. Everybody kind of struggles with this at the end of the paragraph. He's like, I don't boast about anything except for, the cross, which is a yeah. wild thing to say because the cross happened because I'm not impressive right. because I don't have anything to boast about. Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of this like full circle of like, if I boast about anything, it's that I'm so unimpressive <laughs> that literally God himself had to become a human being and be killed for me. Right. Yeah. In my place. Yeah. Um, that's wild. But yeah. the thing that it's <laughs> so interesting, the thing that really, just kind of lit me up this morning when I was reading through Galatians again was um, right after the thing about boasting. So in verse 14, he says, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Hmm. Like, and I just paused there and just like chewed on it and thought about it for a while. And I realized there is a double execution happening. Hmm. Like, I like, let's define for a second, the world. Okay. The world. Like, and the way I'm thinking about that right now is like worldly values. Mm. Like what matters to the world? It's like, um, status, money, Mm -hmm. beauty, fitness, uh, success, um, like influence, 
all those things. It's like, if you have those things, oh, you have something that people in the world are like, oh, wow, look how famous he is. Yeah. Look how, oh, look how successful she is. Look, look how much, man, what's, what's his net worth? Yeah. Um, oh man, did you see all the records that, that she broke? Um, all of those kinds of things, those are worldly values. Hmm. None of those things could be like none of them could be less important in the kingdom of God. Right. None of them are important. Mm -hmm. The things that are important, like poor people are important. Widows are important. Children are important. Orphans are important. Mm -hmm. The downtrodden are important. The sick, the, um, the disabled, like the differently abled, I should say like all of these, the, that's what's important in the economy of God. So you have, what matters that you bring to the table as far as the world is concerned and what matters as far as what you bring to the table as far as the kingdom of God is concerned, they're completely upside down. Mm. And Paul is giving us this image, and I hope I can explain this well. You tell me if this makes sense. Like, he's saying, because of what I've experienced, like, because Jesus died for me on the cross, a thing has happened, which is, um, which is, the world has been crucified to Mm me. I have taken all the world's values and I have shamefully and humiliatingly nailed them to a cross. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think in order for what, what I got out of this, in order for me to drive it home, we have to talk about how like the, like one of the thoughts behind the execution style of crucifixion was we're going to hang you up on this post because you you are unworthy to die while your feet are touching the ground. Mm. Like, not only do we want you to die, we don't even want you to be on the planet while you do it. Mm. That is intense. You're not even worth, it's not even, you're not even worth being on the surface of this planet when you expire. That is so extreme. And like, and Paul is saying like, that is, that is, now that I've experienced what Jesus has given me, I take all of the world's values, I put them into a person, and I say to you, you're dead to me. Not only are you dead to me, you are violently dead to me. Not only are you violently dead to me, you don't deserve to have your toes on this planet mm. while you die to me. Yeah, It's like, Pwah! but the crazy thing is, is that he flips the image and says, at the same time, that's the way the world feels about me. Yeah. I've also been crucified to the world. Mm. So the way the world says to me is like, oh, you're, you, you were like, Paul grew up a rich person. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were rich and super educated and super important and influential. And you threw all that away to be a raggedy traveling preacher mm-hmm. for no money. And your body is getting destroyed and all of these shipwrecks and beatings and stuff. Yeah. And you're getting imprisoned and you're proud of it. You're a disgrace. Yeah. You're an absolute, you don't, we, we want to kill you and we want to kill you in such a way that you understand you're a humiliating disgrace. Mm. You don't deserve to have your toes on this planet while you die. Mm. Paul's saying me and the world, we're doing this to each other at the same time. Mm. That is wild. And the thing that it did inside me was like, oh man, I don't think I'm there yet. Mm. I think I still want some of the things of the world. Oh yeah. And I think the world still like, I still get a little pumped when worldly things find their way to me. It's like, somebody's like, oh man, somebody said to me the other day, I found all your songs on Spotify and I made a playlist and I've been running it. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> rock star. 
you know it's like and then but what i said out loud was oh cool you're the first nobody's ever done that before nobody's ever made a comprehensive on, playlist of my songs on. on spotify before i made the original playlist of those oh my gosh mix cds probably oh, mix CDs. <laughs> um anyway but it was like oh that little thing from the world still has its place in my heart true i have not crucified that part of the world yet yeah you know if i get nervous about our money if our money's going to run out if we're going to have enough it's like um oh man that little anxiety about mm-hmm. money and security and insulating myself from the from the world that still has a little i still haven't pounded those nails in yet sure it's like so this is anyway is, is that image making sense yeah that's this really double really, execution yeah it's really cool so i i want to take that to in verse 15 he says what counts is the new creation Mm. so to add that on to it right it's like that's great let's kill all that that all needs to die that none of that matters what really counts is the new creation which i'm which is really fascinating because i'm reading it as like uh not only like what is coming and is the lord is working on and what you know whatever is going to happen is it revelation 20 or 21 where he just talks about how like He's going to make everything new. Yes. Heaven and earth. Like, I don't fully understand that, but it yeah. actually, that sounds pretty clear to me, but I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what yeah. that looks like, whatever. But also like what counts is the new, the new creation in me that, yeah. you know, like the old is gone, the new has come. I, I think that's a really cool thing to think about. Right. Like, um, yeah, that, that fires me up to put those things together. Like yeah. let just in, it's also encouraging to hear you say what you're saying. Like, I'm there are things I'm not there yet, you know, and I think it'd be maybe a good practice to to think about them and write them down and think like, okay, here's some places I still need to grow in. Here's things that literally like I need to what physically like draw out a cross and write them on it. I don't know. I think that's just a cool thought. But also this is encouraging me by thinking I I couldn't have done this podcast 10 years ago. This episode Hmm. I couldn't have honestly done it. There's not a thing really that I could have sat here and said like uh, you know i would have to just honestly be like yeah i've got there's a lot there's a lot of things that i need to you know i know the lord but like there's a lot of things that have not been crucified in my life let me ask this um is there anything just kind of random is there anything in your life that you're like oh that's dead to me like that that show that restaurant that thing like oh i'll i will never do that again you know, like I'll, while you're thinking, um, when when Christy was pregnant with Jack and she didn't know she was pregnant, we went and ate at Gondolier, which is now Fire and Salt in yeah. Oak Ridge. And, um, and we had eaten there many times before. It was mm-hmm. an Italian restaurant. Yeah. We go to Gondolier, we eat. She didn't know it, but she was pregnant and she came home and got violently ill. Yeah. And so she thought it was food poisoning. Uh-huh. Turned out a couple weeks later, oh, Jack. you have a baby. Yeah. Um, but you're you're currently growing a baby. Yeah. But she was, one of the things she said when she got sick was, we're never going back to Gondolier ever again. Mm-hmm. It's dead to me. Yeah. I'm I'm done with that. Yeah. It's over. And, um, and then later we found out we're pregnant. And I was like, so since it wasn't food poisoning, do we? And she was like, no. It's dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> Gondolier doesn't exist. Right. I was like, right. okay, okay, okay. We're not going back there right, ever right. again. Yeah. Do you have anything? Yeah. The, and this is this could get us sued. I'm just going to say okay. it. The, okay. the, who this is about? It seems like the type of person who would Google it and find out that I've said this. Word. Um, but don't make me edit this out. No, I won't. Go. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy, an album oh. by Kanye West. Yeah. 
in my opinion, was the greatest rap album of all time. Yeah. And it was in my top five. And I just can't. Yeah. Because he has said some heinous he's, stuff. He's just too difficult. So I, too like, I have to just say, I can't do, like, you know, I, I just can't. I can't do this. Yeah. I can't, can't support this. Can't do it. Which actually makes me sad because it's fantastic, but it's dead to me. Like, <laughs> it's dead. It has to be dead. Fantastic. There's not yes, a, like, exactly. this thing's lying in the weeds. Let's listen to it every once in a while. I'm like, no, I have, to, I have to cut it off. Yes. And my thing is, is like, man, when, when certain insecurities show up, it's a proof to me that I'm still dabbling. Mm-hmm. I've still, I've wounded the world, but I have not killed it. Mm-hmm. It, ha- it has not been crucified. To yeah. Me. Yeah. And, um, and then every now and then the world tries to pump me up a little bit. And it's like, oh, no, no, the world hasn't crucified mm-hmm. me. It's like, no, no, I want to face the world as a person, face up and say, we are killing each other right now. We, this is the end of a Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. movie. We're both going down. This is, yeah. this is an opera. This is yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah. Nobody leaves this theater alive. Right. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. Yeah, it's it's good stuff, man. Um, I, you know what's funny is, even though Gondolier is long gone, we still haven't been to Fire and Salt. And I don't know if it's because it's out of our price range or because Christie's like, no, that used to be Gondolier. Here's the thing. Here's Salted. the thing with uh, Fire and Salt is very good. Right. It's You could definitely spend a ton of money or yeah. you could not. That's what yeah. I, w- I want to encourage you. In that. Well, Christie doesn't eat. Like she mainly, she's not a vegetarian, but she mainly, she mainly eats vegetables and right. stuff. So, it, you know, her meals out are typically not that expensive. Right. She just mainly eats vegetables. Right. Like if you're like, man, I want a steak. Yeah. You're going to spend a ton of money. Yeah. But that's not really, that's not really my thing any, either. So yeah. it's like, it's basically the same as going to Outback. Right. You're like, the, the thing you need to know about Tomboy is he, a few years ago, he swore off red meat completely. And um, the main exception to that is McDonald's hamburger. <laughs> Hold on, bro. I get I get like two a year, and I mean like now, <laughs> I'm a little more lenient on the red meat thing. I would say oh, I eat gosh. like a steak a quarter probably, because you need wow. some iron every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but no, like but T's main source of iron is is the Golden Arches. Yeah, yeah. No, you you got to get a burger every once in a while. <laughs> Just remember how good they are. <laughs> Let me go today. I'm firing this guy up. I had a salad for dinner last night. Like, hey, I do a bird. I think, I think, I think the arches are calling. Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Hey T, it's yeah. the arches. Hey buddy, <laughs> why do they sound like Barry White? Just like hey buddy, yeah, it's the arches calling. <laughs> Count me in, man. Fantastic. Well, I'm Lee. I'm Thomas. This has been Ancient and New. On a hill far away Stood an old rugged cross The emblem of suffering and shame And I love that old cross Where the dearest and best For a world of lost sinners was slain So I will cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross
despised by the world Has a wondrous attraction for me For the dear Lamb of God Left His glory above To bear it to dark Calvary so I will cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down And I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday on that old cross Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me so I will cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last lay down and I will cling to the 